hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hi, this is Lisa. And this is Adam. And welcome to Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. And welcome. Welcome. Clicking with some rosé today. Mm-hmm. All day. Touche. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, how was your week? Uh, well, I mean, it's actually, first off, it's been... Full disclosure. It's been about two weeks. It has been two weeks since we've recorded a podcast. Yeah. So, that's been a thing. Uh, when we left off, our intrepid viewers, uh, you were <laughs> you were waiting for my trip to Gen Con. Right. Which oh, is, yeah. Which is a thing I actually have to explain to some people. Because, like... So, Gen Con is a giant board game convention uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, board, tabletop and board game. Tabletop and board games. Yes. So, that... Because that includes things like Dungeons and Dragons, which, which is... Which don't actually a have a game. board, but yeah. are played... Yeah. Um, around a table, or like card games, or, um, or of course, board games. It's a giant gaming convention, but when I think yeah. of gaming convention, I think of video games, and this is specifically not a video game Specifically convention. not. I mean, there are, you know, you will see some video games in the background and, and, and happening, especially like when someone's like, hey, we ported Scythe to Steam, and you're like, oh, cool. So, you know, that's out there. I think it's cute that you think that I know what those words mean, but... <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so Scythe is a game that I'm getting for my birthday. Are you? Did you already buy it and put it under the bed? Yes. Okay. And some accessories and an expansion. Um, Guys, board games are so pricey. They like, really are. I didn't know that marrying a 12-year-old would be so expensive. <laughs> but Legos are really expensive. And board games are really expensive. Okay, that got me off guard. I love it's it. all really expensive. You're not wrong. But no, it's um yeah, so so it was so I went out there and um I went out Wednesday, which was our fifteenth anniversary. Right, it was our anniversary. Yay, um, happy anniversary, I love you. Thanks. In like fourteen of the happiest years of my life. Thank you. Is that one year? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't great. Fifteen, but you know, fourteen we were pretty good. It's really hard to I top thirteen. Like, thirteen was like a good okay. year for me. I don't even remember what happened in 13, but I'm sure it was great. No, it's been great. I love you. You're fantastic. Um, but um, so I called you Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, of course, to wish you happy. No, it wasn't. Well, at first I was like, oh, maybe he wants to like FaceTime with the kids. Like he's at the hotel. He had some downtime. Like maybe he just wants to say hi. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I was telling you that we got rear-ended. On the way to dinner and I was like, in our oh, car. So, it's like, why aren't you driving the van? Yes. I'm so mad so about it, that. It, well, and it, it's actually kind of good because they'll fix the car because that actually has some residual value. Because it's new. Because it's new. As which opposed to the van, which they'd just be like, oh, we're just going to. Like, here's a check for $75. It. Yeah, like, you go buy yourself a pizza and a new car. Yeah. Uh, no, I know, but we have a van payment, so that mm-hmm. sucks. That would but, suck. Anyway. Uh, so somebody ran into our car, and the reason I bring it up now is because I was talking with the insurance, like, 
And they're like, was well, anything valuable in the trunk? And I was like, no, thankfully we'd been to the hotel first and we took all the games out. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, we had almost $1,000 worth of board games in the back of the car on the way in. <laughs> and he was like, say that again slower. Like, really? And you're like, yeah. And so there was a whole little diversion in the phone call. So he's imagining like a train car full of board games, and you're like, no, no bitch. No, it's the back like, of the Impreza. Like, it's, like, this game is $100. And so, yeah, and legitimately, I bought, I brought, I think I brought eight games. Uh, and so there's probably 500 bucks or so worth of just that. Probably. Probably close, like, because that's like 40, that would be like 40 or 50 bucks a game. Mm -hmm. 60 bucks on the outside and so yeah 30 bucks on the inside but yeah. like yeah so there was some of that uh one of them was a kickstarter edition so it was this limited edition so you know that's a thing um and then i've been out there with a friend and we picked him up and he had to create a games that he brought that were you know and then you start throwing in like custom organizers that we have for these things and really it's it's, it's a lot of money <laughs> All not. these people are gainfully employed, and this is what they choose to spend their money on. Exactly. Fine. Exactly. Like, there are people out there who have, like, a new Bengals jersey every year. They have season tickets to the games. They they go and they buy, like, 12 beers every, you know, for the for the row or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, these people, that's, that's the thing they enjoy. That's what brings them fun. That's how they bond with their peers. Go for it. Fantastic. I don't look down on that. I enjoy me a Bengals game. If you want to bring me and buy me a beer, I'm, I'm great. I will happily be that guy in the row yes. drinking your free beer. Yes. But uh, when it comes down to spending my money, like this is what I choose to do with it. And it's a lot of fun. Our kids love playing board games. There's They do like playing board for the most part. Yeah. They like playing board well, games. Well, if you can get a game that's kind of the right level and the right attitude... Like, our oldest is really starting to get into, like, cooperative strategy games, mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. So we're playing, like, Forbidden Island. Okay. We really thought that was cool. Um, we just played uh, Arkham Horror Final Hour. Which right, is, which is a short version of Ar Arkham Horror. Right, because this is Arkham Horror takes about 45 minutes to set up and, like, three hours to play. Arkham <laughs> Horror Final Hour takes about five minutes to set up. You know, it's it's not just pop out of the box. Mm -hmm. Um but then it takes about 45 minutes to play. With Malachi, it took us about an hour, hour 15, because it's his just first playthrough. A little extra explaining of rules. And, and, stuff. and just kind of helping him out a bit. He got it, and he was, he was picking up on the strategy. Um, there's one piece of strategy that I don't really quite get yet. Kind so it's of hard to game. explain it to yeah. someone else when you're like, uh, you do this, I don't know why. But anyway, so I was out there, I played four days of board games just all over the place just all day every day all night yep it was great i went through an entire bottle of basil hayden's i do like that you bought that basil hayden literally like two hours after you got smashed by a car oh it, it was, was like it was it within like you hung up with me and you were like i'm going to a liquor store <laughs> yeah well i mean that was actually the plan like we were gonna go to dinner and then we we're gonna stop by a liquor store buy some beverages and then go back to the hotel they open up the ballroom and set up some tables for us um, because it, it's Gen Con nerds. So they just, that's all we need. We just need tables. Yeah, we just need a table. Do they like sell snacks and beverages? No, they don't. And I think that's their loss. Like, right. Because I feel like I would buy a snack or a beverage. Oh, 100%. To, you know, use the table. Mm -hmm. If they're like, hey, there's a bar. Like. Yeah. Like if they. Just, up, you know, like 
Bring out the little cash bar you use yeah, for weddings. Yeah, the cash bar you use for weddings or for, like, um, you, know, you know, businessman uh, lunches at the end of the conference. Yeah. And like, where you're like, all we make is things with and in the title. Like, Dean and Tonic. Right. Rum and Coke. Right. Seagram and Seven. Like, only and. Yeah. <laughs> we serve and cocktails, and that's it. Yeah. And well spirits, and... A couple of beers. Like, mm-hmm. there's four bottles of and beer over my shoulder. Pick one of those. Right. And, you know, and yeah, I would, if you set that up, you would make it killing, um, but they don't. And so we bring our own, I will say one of the things, so board game nerds are, okay, there's assholes in every crowd, right? Uh, truth. That's the unfortunate truth of the world. That's the truth about people. But board game nerds are used to being on the back end of so much crap. Yeah. That are pop nerds a special kind of nerd? Are they shunned by other nerds? No, I mean not as bad as like furries or anything, but like they're you know, it's it's kind of you know, every nerddom kind of has their own niches and mm-hmm. board game nerds are having kind of a minute right now, which is great. Are but, they? Yeah, it's a whole thing. How so? We had seventy thousand people at Gen Con. I mean, guess there's a lot of them, but like, how are they having a minute? Like, so like in the culture writ large. Uh, so like Dungeons and Dragons is really becoming kind of a thing to watch people play that. Like, outside of nerd nerddom, <laughs> like people uh, like Critical Role has it's a it's a YouTube channel. Okay, and it has like a million subscribers. Oh, just. People watching, watching people play, play Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Right. And so, you know, that's kind of a thing. And then just board games themselves, the industry as a as a whole has been like... It's kind of been picking up. It's been picking up a lot, actually. Um, and a lot of that's because, you know, little independent places can kind of get their Kickstarter going. And, right. And get a board you game can, You can make enough for a run. And then someone's like, ooh, this game is cool. Like Yeah, like you can pretty much... Because, you know, that's always been the hardest thing is the first run and getting someone to buy into that first, um, you know, first pressing of the game, first whatever. And so all these games have Kickstarters going that get them up over that hurdle. And then once you've got your dies made, once you've got your molds going, once you've got all the art ready, you can crank out, you know, the second or third printing a lot cheaper. That's true. And or, you know, you'll print out your first one and then, you know, Hasbro will come along or... Um, Plan B games or, you know, Stonemeyer or somebody will come along and be like, we're going to, we would like to buy the rights to this game mm-hmm. and publish it. And you're like, sure, I'll sell it for a billion dollars. Exactly. Or, you know, a percentage or whatever you, whatever terms you get. And so, you know, because of that, a lot of, a lot of weird games get made, which is fun. Like I played a, played a game well i saw a game i didn't play it where you are like trying to visit the national parks and that was cool i've heard about that game actually (laughs) yeah like it's really legit and you're like huh this would have never gotten made five years ago like or ten years ago but here we are um you know there's a game where you try to build a bird feeder and collect birds okay and it's gorgeous like the artwork is beautiful and the concept is really kind of odd but it works Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and of course, you know, there's ones where you're trying to kill aliens. Or you're trying so to, many Viking games. So many Viking games. Viking games are having a minute right now. Yeah. Uh, Raiders of the North Sea, Architects of the West Sea, Raids. Um, there's just a lot, like, a lot yeah, out Vi- there. Vikings are real hot. Yeah. Real hot. It's so hot right now. So hot. And dwarves, which are kind of like 
mythical Vikings. Like, they really share kind of a... a similar mythology? Similar mythology and architecture, and there's runes and horns on helmets, which is not accurate, yeah. actually. <laughs> Vikings never did that. They never had horns on their helmets? And to my defense, I only know a few dwarves, but I've never seen them with horn helmets either. So, you're out there, and you're a dwarf, and you have a horn and you helmet. you have a horn helmet. We would love to hear about it. Prove yeah. us wrong. Fair enough. So, but yeah, but that was a whole thing. So, anyway, but it was a blast. I had a lot of fun, other than... Um, other than the car getting smashed, but that just meant I didn't have to drive the whole time. Which right, like somebody else's problem now. And uh, yeah, and it was great. And I had I had a great steak with some folks right. we meet up with right out there. And um, so Adam, uh, every year in Gen Con goes to St. Elmo's Steakhouse yes. in um, Indianapolis. Uh-huh. And every what year, year running? he talks about this meal. For a whole goddamn year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so It's the best meal he has all year. <laughs> this year's meal uh, was not as good as last year's meal. Um, last year's meal was a dry-aged... Um, oh, what's the slow-cooked beef? Is uh, it Kobe beef? No, not Kobe. Oh. It's Angus, but it's uh-huh. dry-aged in their local... Um, oh, what's it called? Where you, you like cook the roast... You cut off a chunk of it, and then you serve it with, like, au jus. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. What's that is called? Is it, like, braised? I don't know what the word you're looking for is. Why am I forgetting this word? Is I don't really know. Great? You're not the drunk parent. I'm the drunk parent. I called it. It's not a broil. It's a... <laughs> anyway, it was... But it was this chunk of meat, and you put it in your mouth, and you, like, bit down, and it just dissolved. And it was... It was like a butter. Into just amazing amounts of flavor and beefiness mm, delicious so good you guys so good so anyway adam highly recommends saint elmo's steakhouse saint elmo's if you want to sponsor this podcast we will eat your steak please 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 <laughs> please sponsor this podcast i can't express how much i will plug your stuff for free meat just a shrimp cocktail a shrimp cocktail to make it's really really good so <laughs> The uh, cocktail sauce they make is basically one part, like, chopped up. Horseradish? Horseradish, one part, everything else. Mm. So this stuff... It's very horseradish Yeah, then. like, it will melt your face off. Horseradish can be very overpowering, though. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful about, like, not just Somehow blowing all the other flavors out Somehow of the Somehow it works. And then shrimp are just... Mm. Do they make a horseradish sauce for their beef? I really like horseradish sauce. Like, creamy they horseradish may, sauce for they have beef. A, they have a horseradish option for that. But they do that, and, you know, it's great. We meet some friends out there. There were, like, 20 of us in this private room. Drinking, like, $100 bottles of wine. <laughs> so, not to brag, but I... So this this group, and I'm not going to name drop them, but they're awesome, and I've... There's a whole history of how I ended up falling in with this group, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a friend of a friend kind of thing. And... They have bought my state in the last four years. That's very, very kind and of them. Ne- you always show up with money to buy your own. I always show up to do it. Because, just in case. And so, like, I go out to the game floor on Thursday, and I buy a couple of games that I don't want to play that and that that we... And then pretty much the rest of your budget is this and meal. And the rest of my budget is this <laughs> meal, and we go Thursday night, and then Friday I blow the rest of my budget on stuff because I didn't pay for the state. So, but I, yeah, I always have budget for it but and he always says one day he's like i'll bring you someday yeah someday we're gonna we're like go. four years in i've never been we'll yeah, see we'll see we'll see what happens i'm trying I'm, to i am 
I'm well, that summer went crazy. not thinking that it will happen. So, we did have a crazy summer. So I came back from Gen Con and we just had this like weird sprint. Yeah, we had a week where we, we both week, worked. We both just worked. Five days in the day, office. Most of them. And just sprinted. I, I had to take the car to the shop. Uh, oh, yeah. A that, little bit. But, but it was like. I got a rental. That's been a thing. Um, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine, though. Somebody else is paying for it. It's great. Um, it but, has that adaptive cruise control fanciness. Oh, that's so nice. Which you actually really, really like. Dude, radar-based cruise control. That's going to be fantastic. We're Call your friends. Uh, radar adaptive cruise control if you want to <laughs> If you want to sponsor our, our podcast. I don't know how you will send us just the cruise control. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, but then um, we had a wedding to go to on Friday. Yeah, so we took like half days on Friday. Yep. And... and came home and threw some stuff in our bags. Drove six hours. Drove, it was like six hour, six and a half hours of just driving. Yeah. So it really turned out to be like a seven and a half hour trip. Something like that. Um, we stopped once for food, hours, yeah. like a quick little bike. We went to Sonic. Training. It was not a wise decision. I had a strawberry lemonade. It was delicious. And oh. tater tots, also delicious. Yeah. Sure. I had like a... I had, yeah, had a ginormous greasy hamburger, and then they were like, I feel like garbage. And I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I learned my lesson, though. I'll Did never you? do that again. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to the wedding. It was great. Saw a yeah. lot of my family. It was a my family kind of wedding. So It was very cute. And it was very, very cute. At least 27 times in there, we looked at each other and were like, I'm so glad we don't have our kids. Right, because our kids stayed with uh, some of my friends. Who? Who subscribed? So, so what up? Thank you, uh, Dominique and Justin. Thank you so much for keeping our children. You are truly the best. You are awesome. Love we, you we do not deserve you. So, um, but we had a great time. We were just kind of. It, it was funny because at one point, one of my cousins' kids' birthday was then so was this weekend. So she was like, "Hey, we're gonna have pizza and cupcakes by the the pool at the hotel at like seven o'clock." So the wedding kind of finished up around 4.35-ish. I mean, like, we the cake was cut at 4.30, and we yeah. were like, oh, we're out. Like, yeah. we don't need to stay for throwing the bouquet. We don't need to be here for, like, all these family pictures. Like, we're not, we don't dance. We're not in that kind of family. You know, so, yeah. like, I was like, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, we'll see you later. And we go back to the hotel, and we crash. <laughs> and it was great. We just crashed in the hotel. We just fell asleep. And it was so, so good. We set an alarm for, like, 10 minutes before... Four seven. Yeah, we put we on our up. swimsuit and our cover up, and we go down to the pool. Yeah, we go down to the pool. And my aunt looks at me, and she she looks at Lisa when she's walking in, and then she looks at me, and she goes, "You guys took a nap because like my beard is all like smushed up on the side of my face, my hair is kind of right. like." Right, and we're like, "Damn straight, we took a nap." I'm like, yep. <laughs> Wouldn't you? She's of like, course. No, "Of course, of course, of course. That's what you should do. You don't have your kids. Take a nap. Like, of course, yeah. I took a nap. So no shame, no no pain in that game." So that was fantastic. Yeah, and then we woke up this morning, had breakfast at the hotel, drove back, picked yep. up our kids. Hustle, hustle, hustle back real fast. Laundry and shopping and Making uploading chicken. two weeks ago's podcast because I was slack. It's true. So it'll come out uh, tonight. Ooh. Got it in like just under the wire. Uh, making chicken for our lunches, which is a thing we do. It's like our meal prep Sunday thing. Right, right. Trying to get all that crap in. And then we're just ready for this week, which is going to be the first week of school. First on week of school. School starts on Wednesday. Yeah. So we have like 
all the like back to school meet your teacher tomorrow so i have the day off work so that's fun and then right sign up for like i want to bring capri sun to all the school parties because it's easy yeah like, <laughs> and i can just like pitch while within my kids backpack i don't have to take them to school like, right like fantastic. just take this to i mean the real baller people are the people who sign up for napkins oh that, that that's a power move right there. those motherfuckers like they sign up for napkins like first thing i was like you guys suck <laughs> I wanted napkins. So, yeah, but we'll get that sorted and then we'll do, like, it'll just be a, like, it's so weird because I was trying to explain to people, I was like, as soon as school starts, everything gets so much easier. And they're like, how is that possible? I'm like, because there's a schedule. Like, you just do what you do. I mean, We're your pick up- mornings might be easier. Yeah. But my afternoons are not easier. But my but your afternoons are not my problem. So <laughs> <Right>? yes. <laughs> Things get easier for you. Uh-huh. Well, and then like I just come home and you know, we know what we're doing this evening. It's it's a kind of a second half. Yelling at kids to do homework. Yes. That's, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing this evening. We're yelling at you to do your homework. Well, we travel less, we you know, it's less We do travel less. We travel much less. Know, it, it seems like everything we do during the school year is compartmentalized into like this evening, is what Monday looks like. This or, is what. Yeah, yeah. Mondays look like this, and this is when we have pack meetings, and this is when we have den meetings, and this is when we go to church, and this is when we have some lessons, and that like yeah, like, everything's in little predefined packages, and you just got to get through the package, and then you're fine. And you know that's just I don't know. I find comfort in that. And in you that, like a structure. You I, like. I do. I really. You do. like knowing what's so, coming next. Yeah. You you I enjoy in that. But anyway. You thrive in the chaos. I mean, I have a really high chaos threshold. I don't know that I thrive in chaos, but we'll see. Fair. But anyway. So, yeah. Check back this this podcast next week when we tell you how chaotic and crazy this week was. <laughs> right. right. When Adam's like, you remember how I said it was so easy? <laughs> I lied. Oh, there we go. In light of all that, we did watch a movie tonight. We watched a couple movies. Did we watched a series of shorts from Pixar? Yeah, it's like Disney Pixar short. No, they're Disney shorts. Disney shorts. So it's got like Frozen and stuff in it, but they're okay. And I really like the one with the paper airplane. The paper man one. And the guy yeah. with the big nose. Very yeah. cute. Very Super very adorbs. cute. And the one with the dog and the food. Yes, but um, they are not really reviewable. Other than like, I like the one with the dog and the food. I like the one with the dog and the food. I like the one with the paper airplanes. They're both good. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> Um, and so then we watched a second movie tonight. Um, we did. Which is, oh my gosh. We've seen this movie many times in our house. We've seen parts of this movie many times in our house. And I haven't really, I don't think I've sat through and suffered through the whole thing. But Because I'm always, thankfully, very busy. Or just un- incapable of watching this movie. Um, it was uh, the 2003 masterpiece. Daddy Daycare. Daddy Daycare. So this is, I mean, so first off, this is Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Uh, in his like, like peak family movie phase. Right. Okay. What other family movies did Eddie Murphy make? All right. So I've got that actually right here. He did some like Nutty Professor stuff. So yeah. So he starts with like. His transition was like being Mushu in Disney's right. Milan. Right, he was Mushu in Disney Disney's Milan. That was like 1999? Well, um, 1998? I guess 96 was the Nutty Professor. 
was okay. the first one of that where it was one the clumps. Um, and then yeah, and then '98 was Mulan. The new was Doctor Doolittle. Oh, Doctor Doolittle. Also in 1998, which I did not watch. Um, and then let me see, 2000 he was in Nutty Professor Two. 2001 was Shrek. Oh yeah, yeah, he's Donkey. Donkey. Uh, and Doctor Doolittle Two. 2002 is the amazing movie. If you've never seen this, you owe it to yourself. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. What? Have you never seen The Adventures of Pluto Nash? No. Oh my gosh, it's the worst movie you'll ever watch in your is life. Is it? Should we so introduce bad. our kids to it? No, it's not a kid's film. <laughs> it's not film. a kid's movie? Not a kid's film. Okay. Uh, and also I Spy, which... Okay. I don't know that one. Uh, and then, yeah, Daddy Cake Care was 2003, and... In an alternate movie, in an alternate movie universe, the movie that started a franchise that brought Eddie Murphy fame beyond his wildest dreams, based on a Disney ride, uh-huh. uh huh, the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. As we know, someone else made a Faustian deal, and instead of the Haunted Mansion being the amazing <laughs> franchise building, career defining film, based on a ride, based on a ride at Disney World. Johnny Depp stole that uh, right. as Pirates deal, of the Caribbean. Deal with the devil. But somehow, <laughs> I don't even know. You mean, you mean that's not a magic formula? <laughs> I don't know. And then there's like Shrek 2. Uh, yeah, and so like Norbit, Shrek the Third. Um, yeah, Shrek Forever After. But like, this was kind of his, you know, when He's he was... Like, Right in the into middle. family comedy. Yeah, family comedy. Because I don't know if you're... Have you ever watched any Eddie Murphy stand-up? Uh, not stand-up, I don't think. But I did see Trading Places. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's... First off. So, okay. How about Coming to America? So, um, and Coming to America. So, like, all of these films I originally saw, like, probably on USA. Right. Where many, like the many cut. scenes were deleted. Uh-huh. And so then I was like babysitting and the kids went to bed and I was like, I'll watch something. And I was like flipping around and I was like, oh, Trading Spaces, sure. And so I'm watching Trading Spaces and totally the parents come home while like all the like nudie girls are out. And I was like, yeah, this wasn't the movie I remembered. <laughs> yep, that's true. So, yeah, so you know, that, there's yeah, that. There's that. But no, like he was definitely not a family actor through the 70s, 80s. Through and the 90s, 80s, yeah. Um, and well, I guess he was like probably the 80s, probably not quite in the 70s, he wasn't quite there yet, but anyway, but the 80s and 90s, he definitely was not a family actor, and then he just made a turn because that's where the money was, right? And good for him, wherever his paychecks take him, yep. And so, in the middle of all this, um, this is the one that's not based on because, like, obviously, Dr. Doolittle is based on a really well established character, right? The Nutty Professor was based on an existing property. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haunted Mansion was based on an existing based property. Based on a ride. <laughs> Shrek I'm not really going to necessarily hate on because it's based on, you know, it's it's, it's an like original story, but he's also not really the main mm-hmm. driver. Like, it's not like starring Eddie Murphy. It's just... Well, Chris, like, okay, Eddie Murphy is like the spice. Yeah. He is not... Well, Mulan the, as well. He yeah. is not the chicken. Yeah. Like... He is the spice <laughs> so, on the chicken. <laughs> right. So, like, Mulan and he Shrek are not seasoning. Eddie Murphy movies. But this is definitely an Eddie Murphy movie. This is... 
So can you imagine just like eating a bowl of salt? That's what it's like watching this That's movie. That's what it's like watching this movie. Or like <laughs> MSG like, probably. This would better. be really good on something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of substance. But there's truly, no substance. truly there is no substance. You're so, like, nope, sit down and eat your salt. So this movie is... So what happens is Eddie Murphy is working with his buddy. He is a um, advertising executive. Mm-hmm. And he works in cereal. Right. And yeah. he's in the natural food division. Right. So good for him. Sure, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's the he doesn't care. He has no morals. Yeah. It's just like the project he was assigned. So he's trying to get mm-hmm. like kids to like veggios. And like six months ago when they're like, hey, kids, try to have kids eat vegetables for dinner. He's like, this isn't going to work. People aren't going to like this. And they're like, do it anyway. And then it didn't work and people didn't like it. And Right. And they're like, okay, we're like firing the whole division. Like 300 people. And they're all going to be out of the job. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. See you later. Here's a box of your stuff. Bye. And it's him and his buddy who, what's his name? Uh, Phil. Phil. His buddy Phil, who, um, the actor's name is, I looked it up, is Jeff Garland. Okay. Who I recognize as being like the random guy in the background of like all kinds of 90s, early 2000s film. Yeah, like okay. He, he's not really ever great, mm-hmm. but he's just there. He's yeah, the buddy. He's, fine. he's kind of schleppy. He's, he's fine. And so the two of them get fired, well, laid off, I guess. And um, decide they need money. Right. So, like, six weeks later, they still don't have jobs. Right. And um, Which is how you know it's 2001, because, like, being unemployed for six weeks is apparently a problem. <laughs> Woo, 2008, eyes, it's too real. That's 2008, <laughs> 2019, man. Uh, I'd love to be laid off and worried about right. my life you know, six weeks later. Right. So, um, um, yeah, so six weeks later, they still don't have jobs. And uh, currently, the son of Eddie Murphy, Ben, Ben, is going to a very fancy uh, preschool called Chapman Academy. Right. And so they're like, we don't have money. You know, Eddie's like, hey, we ain't got money for this. Right. Like, we need to find a cheaper daycare center. Yeah. So they're like, okay, let's find a cheaper... She's like, why? Are you going to stay home with him? He's like, no, I'm not going to stay home with him. I'm going to get a job. Why would I do that? We, we just need to find a more alternative, like a cheaper alternative. Um, so they go to these daycare centers, which are truly fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, there are children, like, in, you don't see it, but, like, in a, like, cellar, like, yeah. under, like, a, a storm cellar. Yeah. Like, There's we keep the children over here. And they're like, bye. There's one where, like. She, like, they pull up to, like, this trailer, and the lady sticks her head out, like, smoking a cigarette, like, where? She's holding a baby, though. Holding a baby. And they're like, we're looking for the, like, shiny, happy daycare, and she, like, flips the sign over that's, like, go away, and it says, shiny, happy daycare. Right. And, and they're like, like oh, oh, well, never, sorry. never mind. Sorry, wrong address. So there's, like, three or four of these, like, truly terrifying circumstances mm-hmm. where, like, they need to be calling child services. Legit. <laughs> Legit. They should report this to someone. Like, this is not okay. And so they, so they're like, what are we going to do? And they're like, well, as much as these plays cost, mm-hmm. maybe we could do this. Right. So they're talking to like another mom of like, hey, that, that Chapman place is like the only place in town that that's not scary. Yeah. Like if someone opened 
just an affordable daycare option that was that wasn't scary. Like it doesn't need to teach my kid French. It just needs to like be you, safe. I need to come back to a living child at the end of the day. Right. And like maybe maybe teach them some things. But like Yeah. Not we don't have a lot. Yeah. Which is honestly kind of my standard for a daycare. Like like we weren't looking for a lot. We have a great daycare by the we way. We do have a great daycare. I love our kids' daycare. <laughs> um but you know I they are they, they came in. Well, there's like a daycare and then there's a daycare and preschool. Like, right, exactly. So we got a preschool clinic. So anyway, but so they talked to a mom and was like, yeah, we could, you know, I'd, I'd totally jump at that. And and so Charlie, who is Eddie Murphy and Phil, decides. It's like business idea. Let's start our own daycare. And we're dads. We can do it. Right. And how hard can this be? And I was in famous last word. But they, and so that's their plan. And they rope in their buddy. Um, Steve Zahn? Steve Zahn. <laughs> I don't know. Who in this movie is playing Steve Zahn? I mean, maybe. Uh, I, I feel like he is just this kind of like awkward, nerdy guy. That but like charming. Much, very charming. Very charming. Very endearing. Could you go for awkward, nerdy, charming guys? It's true. It is my type. <laughs> How y'all doing? You're welcome. Yes. I'm, I, I, I mean, if things were different, things would not be the same, right? <laughs> so... Um, but anyway, so Steve Zahn is, he's there and they start like collecting kids and it's all kind of the misfit kids that, mm-hmm. you know, don't really fit in. And, you know, right. Like the one guy who wouldn't take his flash costume off yep. and the other guy who's just like mean, he's just like a mean, terrible bully. And he got like kicked out of all the other um, mm-hmm. places and there's, um, I'm trying to think of like the other weird the little blonde girl with glasses. Uh, no, blonde girl does not have glasses. There's the, two blonde girls. No, one has brown hair and one is blonde. Okay. The blonde girl is a fanning girl. Yeah, it's like it's Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning, yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. She's yeah. like five in this movie. Right, she's five in this movie. But you know, she's still she's got some chops. You can tell <laughs> she does fine. Places. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Right, um, and then the girl with glasses who's like allergic to everything who's like. No red dye number four or yellow dye number two or, <laughs> or green dye seven or like yeah and also nothing with the like maltodextrin. <laughs> and she knows all these great things, but like so they they just have the parents show up at their house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I I do have some experience with this in that my mother ran daycare out of our house mm-hmm. for, for like thirty 20, years. Yeah, no, thirty years. She started when I was. Uh, before I was in school, she was doing it. That was like when we moved to Ohio when I was like three. That was kind of her side hustle that she was able to kind of help out with. Mm-hmm. And like as soon as my little sister was kind of old enough that not to need like all the attention. attention. Yeah. yeah. When well, she was like one or two. And then um, we, we started picking up some extra kids in the house to, to do that with. And then... Yes, she stopped that like three years yeah, ago. Yeah, she retired like two years ago. And I'm ago. like 38, so right. almost 39. No, so it's like, been a full career for her. Like, she had a full 30-year run of watching kids in her house. I'm like, I respect that. That is a hustle. That like, is a job. She she did a lot, and she worked really hard at it, and she was really great. And she's still, like, she gets wedding invitations and graduation announcements from college and, like, birth announcements from, like, some of her kids now. Because, like... Because, I mean, 30 years. 30 years, like... <laughs> You know, if you started watching this, like, four-year-old 30 years ago. Yeah. 
like they're grown. They're all grown up. Like and it's been it's been really fun. So she's she's really enjoyed that. But like that's a hustle. These guys are woefully unprepared for what they're doing. Right. It's like they've never been parents before. Like it yeah. is truly like a non feminist uh drawing of male partnership where they're like, I don't even know my kid's name. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, and like Phil is afraid to change diapers or deal with any sort of poop or pee related situation. Right. And his and his kid's not even potty trained. Like that's part of the gag of the whole thing. Charlie? Right. No, not Charlie. Uh I don't remember. What is Max? It? Max, yeah. And so like that's the whole thing. There's potty humor and kids. Oh, so around. much potty humor and people getting uh, kicked in the privates and people falling down. Yeah. Like seventy five percent of this movie is that. So, um, but we did gloss over something, mm-hmm. which is the fact that the, the Academy. Yes. Yes. The matron of the Academy. The matron of the Academy. No, is no less than Angelica freaking Houston. <laughs> Truly. Like literally everyone in this movie is above should, this. They should not be, <laughs> except Eddie Murphy. I think he's punching his weight. Um, but like, he's, I mean, it's Angelica Houston. This is literally between. Um, like the Royal Tannenbaums, uh-huh. Daddy Daycare, <laughs> The Life Aquatic with Thesis Out. Like that's her filmography. Really? Did you did you I look it, it up? up. <laughs> I'm like Angelica. Honey. You can, you do not need this. No. I like I understand a paycheck is a paycheck, but like, girl, like no, you, you are better this. than this. It was just like, holy cow. But honey. at the same time, she's the best part of this movie. Oh, 100%. She kills it in every scene. I, I mean, have you ever come away from an Angelica Houston movie and been like, yeah, that movie would have been better if they cast someone besides Angelica Houston in that part? The answer is no. no never. Never. So, Angelica, keep doing what you're doing. Right. You are the best part of every movie you're in. Just maybe pick better movies. Indeed. So, like, I, I wish I knew, remembered more of this movie because it's... Okay, so, <laughs> they get, they get uh, laid off from their jobs. They're like, we'll start a daddy daycare, no problem. Right. Like, it'll they be get the easy. Kids, it's gonna so, be, it's not so easy. So, they're, like, signing up kids from, like, a lemonade stand from their house. And people are like, hey, uh, so... Hey, stranger with like, a stand. Right. You, you take kids and... They're like, yeah, and they're like, and you're men, you're all men. And like, yeah, isn't this like men can do everything women can do, and women can do everything men do? Like, gender roles are bullshit, and people are like, gender roles are bullshit, but also I don't trust you. <laughs> Which is fair. Um, like Phil looks like he has no idea what he's doing. Right, and so they like get some kids, and they have daycare. Right. Uh, and the first day of daycare, it's like one day. It's like the first day of daycare, and it's basically like. Them running around being crazy, and then Phil gets out his guitar and he like plays literally every song he knows. Yeah, and then he's like, "I'm out of songs." Like at the end, they're doing the like, <laughs> right? They're doing. At one point, I heard "Lime in the Coconut." I think right, was in they did "Lime in the Coconut." <laughs> they did like, which also like, I just want to shout out real quick. The soundtrack of this movie is actually legit. The soundtrack of this movie has a lot of Ramones. Quite a bit of the Ramones. Uh, some cheap trick. Yeah. Some Jackson 5? Like, it's... Like, it's not a bad soundtrack. No. As far as kids' movies go. No, it's really... Not bad. a bad soundtrack. I think there's actually... I mean, spoilers. There's 
there's a cameo by Cheap Trick later. <laughs> like at one point they have, we'll get there, but yeah, it's, right. it's legit. Right. Um, so they have, and then they have lunch and they feed them all this like total garbage food. And they're like, oh, I don't feel like we should feed them garbage food. And the one dad is like, but they love it. And then it like cuts to them like jumping off the walls, being crazy. And it's like, what are we going to do? And they're like, they have to stop sometime. And then, like, and then they're the like, all just passed out all over the floor. And they're like, see, it was just. fine. <laughs> and yeah. But then, you know, within like a couple of days, they're like, okay, like, we, we, gotta we, get this can, we cannot just like let them run wild. Like that's not okay for anyone. I think so. I think that's actually when they bring in Steve Zahn. So He's Steve Zahn shows up to bring them like their last paycheck. Like Steve Zahn still works for the company. He worked in the mailroom, right? And he was like the weird guy that smelled the mail. He like smelled it. Like mail smells. Yeah. Like he's being weird. But anyway, he brought them their last paychecks. But like, okay, here's he brought them like two. He, he's like, here's your both last paychecks. Like, how did you know that Phil was there? Like, this is Charlie's residence. It makes sense sure. that he would bring him his last paycheck and yeah. then see Phil and be like, oh, Phil, I have your last paycheck, too. But he didn't say that. He was like, I have paychecks for both of you. Maybe <laughs> Here you go. He takes his job as a mail carrier very, very seriously. seriously. He makes sure he knows where everybody some, is at all he times. He did reconnaissance. Yes. Maybe course. he did show up and his, like, the person in Phil's apartment was like, I don't know, he got a job. It's daddy daycare. Maybe. But anyway, so he gives them the checks, and they somehow just so, talk him into staying. So while, they're, while he's giving them the checks, the people who are checking the... He's like, I'm from Child Services. You submitted a whatever. I'm here to do a check and make sure you're in compliance. Right. And they're like, oh, well, we're in compliance. Like, come in, whatever. And uh, like 11 this days. is the second time that this guy has come. The first time he came. Because Angelica Houston keeps calling them. Right. So the first time he came and was like, okay, like, you're doing okay. You just have, like, all these things to fix. And it's yep. a list. It's like a, a phone book of yep. things. And all this paperwork to fill up by 9 a.m. tomorrow, and then you can stay open. <laughs> and, and it's Dr. Katz, uh, Jonathan Katz, who is the, like, guy who's checking mm-hmm. in on them. And he's like, I don't want to be the guy who shut you down. I will shut you down. But I, I don't want to be that guy. Yes. <laughs> But yes. And he's like, yes, yeah, so just do all this. And so then he comes again and he's like, hey, uh, we we filled all the paperwork. We did everything you needed to do. Like, we should be fine. I'm like, yeah, you picked up some, uh, like, three more kids. So now you're at 11, uh, 11 kids. So now you need a, another another adult. And they're like, oh, we hired a guy. So it should be fine. We hired Marvin. And Marvin is just, like, out playing with the kids. Talking and, to one of them in Klingon. Right. So one of the kids... His mom is like, I, he doesn't communicate. He just speaks in this crazy language. No one can understand. Turns out he knows Klingon. <laughs> and it turns out Steve Zahn is like Steve super Zahn. Star Trek nerd. Yeah. So he's wearing his Star Trek uniform and the guy points to him and like talks to him in Klingon and then he talks to him back in Klingon and he's like, you can understand him? And he's like, yeah, he's speaking Klingon. And so instead of this guy being like, not having language acquisition, taught himself a whole nother language. A made up language. <laughs> I mean, it is made up, but it has rules. <laughs> I mean, like, every language is made up if you get down to it deep enough. Right. All that it's linguistic true. stuff. But, it's true. But at the same time, it's literally a made-up language. Right. But he taught it all to himself. Right. Somehow. Which is weird because, like, 
the the number of words used in like the actual Star Trek show are just like maybe ten words. Like, well, it's it's okay. So you kind of have to throw out the entire original series because they didn't actually have a language. They're just making noises. <laughs> and and then it really until the movies they started the language. So right. I don't they know did, how they did bring in linguists. Yeah. To make yeah. the language because they were like, we don't know what we're doing. Can you make a language? Because because nerds, nerds are getting mad at us. <laughs> also, I want to call out the fact that like. There is somebody's job who whose job is like whose business cards say I make up fake languages like that's his thing, mm-hmm. and that's somewhat profitable. I don't. I feel like it's not super profitable. I have to say. I have to. I, well, I think it's one of those things where like you are you're a linguistics professor for like ten years, and like this is your hobby, and then all of a sudden someone's like, "We're making Game of Thrones. We need somebody to we need figure out the language. and you're like, "I'm here." Right. I'm this here. is my moment. I can do this in my uh, my off semester. Yeah, and you, you do that, and then like maybe it like spools up, and then you've got like a semi steady gig for like eight years, and then it all just goes off the rails. Right, but then you still better better keep your uh, tenure. Yeah, you better keep your tenure at like, Georgetown because you need it. Yeah, you need that. <laughs> but like, but there are people that do that. That's a thing. Uh, but anyway, so there's. This kid that speaks Klingon and Steve Zahn's fan. And... Right, right. And so uh, the guy goes into the back and Steve Zahn like, has... So previously the kids had just been like running amok. Right. And Steve Zahn has them like all like together. Lined like, up. Lined like... up, like doing like some kind of like Simon Says call and response thing. Right. And the guy from Child Services was like, oh, this seems great. Like, thumbs up. And they're like, oh, yeah, we hired Marvin because like he's the best. <laughs> Like, look at him. He's the best. <laughs> and actually, like, Marvin's really good. Like, he kind of gets on the kids' levels. He entertains them. He has a lot of fun. He does puppet shows. Mm-hmm. Famously uh, does a puppet rendition of The Wrath of Khan. Right. Right. So, the theme. His character is not it's... super deep. So, to... they pull him into, like, after after the guy goes away, the um, the person from Child Services goes away. Yeah. They pull him in, and we're like, uh, how do you know how to deal with him? And he's like... I read uh, Dr. Spock's book on parenting. Turns out that's not about Star Trek. <laughs> Turns out it's a different Dr. Spock. <laughs> Turns out it's a different Dr. Spock, but I read it. <laughs> so, but, so they, they're they okay, and they do, they kind of get together, but then, you know, then you know, a couple days go by, then the inspector comes back and is like, hey, guys. Yeah, you picked up two two more kids so now you're since I've been out. So now you're at 14. 15. Like, yeah, yeah, we got five to one ratio. We got three dudes. We yeah, got... we should be fine. But. Yes, the the state limit for any like, child care that's in a home is 12, regardless of how many staffers you have. Wow. So you need to find, like, a permanent location that's not a home. Or you're going to have to, like, fire two kids. <laughs> or you're going to have to close. Right. And so they're like, well, okay. And, and, and Steve Zahn knows this old, like. Star Trek memorabilia store that got shut down. Right. And he's like, we can move in here. It'll be great. The Final Frontier. It'll be great. And they just need money. And right. so they come up with a plan to get money by having, like, a block party? Yeah, they have, like, a carnival. With a, like, less than 24 hours of notice. I th- the timeline on this movie is very confusing. It really is. But it's yes. It's like everything is just happening, like, the next day, the next day, the next day. Maybe it's like a Queer Eye uh, episode where it looks like it's all in one day, but really it's like four weeks. Maybe. (laughs) 
so they have this this party and there's like a petting zoo and they're like selling pies and like a bouncy house and there's a stage where uh cheap trick is doing surrender uh-huh like and phil is up there singing with them which i have a theory that there are moments in movies that get written so that like there's like actor writer wish fulfillment right where it's like i want to do this i want to perform with cheap trick is it cheap trick did you google this i yeah and and so they figure out some plot mechanic where phil gets to get on stage and do surrender with cheap trick <laughs> all right cool right, move so on they have like this yeah this giant festival where you pay to get in and you pay to like whatever it's a there's dollar a to bounce in the house and it's a, yeah there's a pie and cake auction, and there's like, you know, fancy salads and stuff. Yeah. And um, Angelica Houston and her little uh, assistant, right. who is Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls. I don't know her real name. Yes. But Lacey. Lacey something. Her real name is Lacey. <laughs> Chapman? I don't think so. Maybe. But I think her real name is Lacey. And she was, she was Gretchen Wieners. Yeah. But uh, she's the little assistant. And uh, they sneak in. And by sneak in, they are wearing sunglasses and trench coats. It's the middle of summer. And business suits. Right. And heels. Yeah. Middle of summer at this like black party where everyone else is wearing like jeans and t-shirts and shorts and, you know, like looking casual. Have you ever seen someone in a trench coat and sunglasses and been like, oh, yeah, they're not suspicious oh, at yeah. all? Oh, yeah. 100%. No. <laughs> Like maybe if you're if you're in like New York and it's like a business okay so class time legit at Gen sure. Con I saw somebody like doing a cosplay of Inspector Gadget yes and so like <laughs> that was the only time I think I've ever seen someone in a trench coat in August and not been like that person's up to no good it was right. like nope that person's right, that pretending tracks. to be Inspector Gadget they had that hands coming out oh nice with like the hat oh the hat yes. and had like a propeller. Built in. Inspector Gadget is great. It was fantastic. They, they, we they should be Inspector great. Gadget for Christmas. They pull that off. And Penny and the dog. Like yes. the cat and like just the hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like if I would be my uniform, I just have the hand. Just like black and the hand. <laughs> like Just like a black unitard and then like a crazy robot hand. <laughs> I'm here for that. But anyway, so they, so Angelica Houston goes in and like Sets all the goats right, so free first, from the petting zoo. First, she stabs the yeah. First, she stabs the um, the bounce house. The bounce house, and it deflates, and all the kids are like, Rah! and she lets all the the animals out of the petting zoo, and they take they have like cockroaches, like but like giant like hissing cockroaches that are pets. Right. Yeah. Like when you get the pet store. When you, like yeah, and they take these cockroaches and they put them on the like salad or whatever. And, like, the people, I don't understand how other people didn't see them do this. Because, like, they were not in, inconspicuous at all. No, not at all. Like, the people in line would have been like, you just put those cockroaches on that salad. What are you doing? <laughs> You're not okay. And then then they bribe the gardener to, like, kick the sprinklers off. Right, right. And, like, it's, and so, so then, the party's over. So then their festival is ruined and they didn't make enough money to uh, move out. Move out. So they decide they're just going to close. Yeah. Also, Angelica Houston, before this ha happens, goes in and was like, I have a proposition for you. And he was like, okay, I'm willing to listen to your proposition. She's like, if the any daycare closes for any reason, I am willing to take all of your children at whatever 
like right. you are charging them right so that like all these children will have care for the rate that you are charging them and he was like well we're not planning our closing but sounds great <laughs> like bye so and yeah. also his old boss called like it's the day after the the disaster the disaster of a um yeah of a fundraiser calls him and was like hey you can have real job back remember how you like half-heartedly joked that we should make cotton candy flavored uh cereal we're making it and you're in charge of the pro like the entire product line. of the product line like let's do this we're, we'll pay you a bazillion dollars come back try to seller yeah I'm like all right fine and as someone who's been offered a significant rate to come back to his company yeah it works yeah uh, and so he goes back to the company and Phil... And first okay, so they closed, they closed day to daycare. On, like, All no notice. The, on, no, on no notice, but with the stipulation that the Chapman Institute or whatever will take all of these children at your current rate. Right. The Chapman Institute, where they're learning, like, seven different languages and doing Tai Chi and, like, blah, 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 that way they can go to Dartmouth. Like, whatever. Yeah. We'll take it at the rock bottom price. Like... Right. Okay. So they go back to work for like one day. And in the meeting when uh, he's like, what do you think of when you heard cotton candy? And uh, and Edward's like, like, I think of cavities and red dye number four. <laughs> and so these kids are going to eat this stuff and they're going to spike and then they're going to crash hard so hard they're going to need airbag. Right. Like, this is so terrible. Like, no parent is going to make, is going to want to buy this for their kids. Because it's terrible for them. And they're like, great. So we have to make it where the kids like beg and plead and hit their little heads against the floor until it bleeds. You know, like we've got to really make them want it. Yep. And Eddie's like, he has a real crisis of faith and is like, nope, can't do it. Right. He's like, can't. This is not. Like, what's the most important thing? Family. Uh, and he's like, my, my kid. My kid is the most important thing. Like not being here. I'm like, I'm done. And he quits. And he's been there for like six hours. Yep. Uh, and then he finds Phil in the break room, who has like putting on his tie. <laughs> He's like licking his tie. <laughs> He's still putting on it. Mm. And uh, he's like, "Hey, I just quit. You should quit too." And Phil's like, "We just got here, bro. <laughs> like, we just got here." Yep. And so, and like, he's like, "You should quit. It'll be so fun. You should quit." And so Phil quits. Because Phil has no independent. Right. Whatever. Pie. He's just there. As and they a... go find Steve Zahn, who's trying to hawk all the stuff in a garage sale. Mm -hmm. But um, they're like, nope, we're getting the band back together. He's like, nope, that's Steve's all my shit. like, great. So they go back to the Chapman Institute where all of these new parents are going through orientation. Yep. And he just stands in the back and makes snide comments. And Angelica Houston's like, we what? And right. And was like, so you can tell me about your success you had with their children. You know, like, and he's like, oh, Becca learned to read. Through no help of not really like Becca learned to read because she's a go-getter <laughs> like yeah. not because Eddie Murphy taught her how to read like, not because there's potty trained after like five years of not being potty trained by Phil he finally just figured it all out because Max is Phil's son right yes uh, but he just like suddenly figured it out one day like there's not like yes all these people did those things but there's not like the montage of like the teachers working with them and how it no. was like a, it was like oh yeah they did all these things yeah, and so the parents are like, yes, of course, we will go back to daddy daycare. Right. Even though you have the commitment of like, hey, I will teach your kid French for the cheaper price. I would totally go to the Chapman Academy. Truth. So I got a kiddo. Truth. But, so, 
They go and they buy the the storefront. So with How? what money? With what money? They're, I don't know. Their like fundraiser fell through. It's not like there's a six months later thing. No. Like and like they have this thing set up gorgeous like that like a climbing house and like painted really cool and like all kinds of play yeah, and like, so, inside and they um they sniped the assistant from the chapman estate gretchen meters yes <laughs> from from there and brought her over and then you see angelica houston being a crossing guard yep because they just took all the kids i don't know from the chapman whatever estates it's, I know I keep calling it a states. I'm sure it's not a states. Chapman Academy. Academy. They took all the kids from the Chapman Academy, even though they're not teaching French <laughs> or Tai Chi. So yeah, and then and how do you go from like CEO of a prestigious like academy, day, like guard. daycare academy, to crossing guard? Yeah, like I feel like there's like, intermediate steps like, yeah. that are not addressed there. Right. Or like two days, really. I don't it know. It was so fast. It was just weird. But, like, I don't know. It was just, it was a weird movie. It makes no <laughs> sense. It doesn't really hold up to any sort of scrutiny. But the best part, and I will say the best and funniest part, they have outtakes in the end credits. Right. And anytime right. you're working with kids. It's mostly outtakes of Ben, who is, like, the son of Eddie Murphy. Murphy's son, him, him. His real name is Ben. Because, you know, a four-year-old can't handle his name not being his name. Yeah. Which is fine. Ben's a great name. But, like, he would, like, do his lines right, and then, like, look at the camera and be like, thumbs up! Like, big <laughs> grin! And, like, and like, oh, I want this kid to succeed in everything he does. He's so cute. There was one where he was like, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that. And everybody's like, that sounds great. Like, let's do it. And then, uh, he was like, right after this scene. <laughs> and, like, Eddie Murphy breaks. Like, well, we can't use that. And he's like, what's so funny? <laughs> And then, like, at one point, they're, like, trying to put together a swing set. And, like, you tell the kid just goes completely off script. And is like, making stuff up. But it doesn't quite work with the scene. And Eddie Murphy just looks like, oh, you're right now, huh? <laughs> and, like, I can tell. I can tell. Sounds great, bud. What? And they just have fun. But, like, you could tell, like, they were actually, he was really enjoying himself and having fun. And he was a cute kid. He was a very cute kid. But very, was very cute kid. But it was just, uh, it was, yeah. It was, okay, so... Kevin Nealon's in this, Steve Sun, yes. Eddie Murphy, um, Phil, I forget his name. Yeah. But like a lot of these are SNL people. SNL connected people. And it suffers from the SNL curse of It's these, just a bunch of sketches. Bunch of sketches. Loosely strung together. Yeah. And so like I guess the the overall plot pales into like the little it's just setups and punchline, set up punchline for each of these minutes that's happening. And you're like, well, I mean, I kids movie. I can forgive that. Right. But it really never really goes anywhere. There's like a very little plot. And Angelica Houston is there. Truly, Angelica. Come on, you're better than this. You're better than this. So, anyway. So what do we learn from this film? Family is important. Don't give your kid red dye number 40. Right, right. Red dye is bad. Um, and probably for people. <laughs> uh, it doesn't take a lot of knowledge or education to successfully run a daycare. You just have to, like... Just keep trying. Yeah. 
It'll be fine. It, it'll be fine. Um, it's best to just let kids do whatever they want. Like, not be yeah. little grown-ups. That was, like, a real big yeah. thing for them. They're not little grown-ups. They're just kids. Um, Steve's on as a Trekkie. Right. Apparently. It's a thing. Uh, Phil wanted to sing with Jeep Trek. <laughs> Phil wanted to sing. Who doesn't? Truly, if you were writing a movie where you could do whatever you wanted, like, wouldn't you learn how to surf? And, like, did you ever see basketball? I did see basketball. <laughs> At one point, um, is it Trey is in a hot tub with Victoria Silstead Playmate of the Year? Right. And he refers to it as Victoria Silstead Playmate of the Year like five times in that right. conversation. Because I have no idea who she is. That's not right. my jam, but I know that line very well. Right. And you're like, because that's what Trey that's Parker what wanted. wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I mean. There is some wish fulfillment here, so that's a thing. But anyway, I don't know. That's about all I learned. I don't think I learned anything. No. So that's all I got. Yeah. So um, stay tuned next week when we review. Lord knows what. Who knows? Whatever our kids pick. Hopefully yeah. something good or at least horrible. Yeah, horrible in a way that's easy to talk about. Indeed. This one was just kind of like so vanilla pudding. Like, <laughs> it was. It was like Eddie Murphy was very bland in this movie. Yeah, well he wasn't allowed to be Eddie Murphy. That's the first right. rule of Eddie Murphy to kill film. Okay, great. Just don't, don't do just anything. Just don't do any of those things. None of the things you do do those. So, um, but anyway. So, that's all I got. Um, Same. So, please parent responsibly out there. Yep. 